You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. going on guys welcome to another episode of pure pleasure with dewey halpas i am dewey your host with the most bringing you more great content week after week this week we have mark bird from hammock this is one i've had in the works for almost a year now trying to find the right time to do the interview the right time to release uh waiting for new music which is now out their new album love in the void is absolutely incredible and we have a really a passionate might be the wrong word. Maybe it's the right word. A passionate conversation about the beauty of music, the power of music, uh, recovery through music, uh, recovery through silence. Uh, there's some pretty interesting stuff we talk about on here on some silent retreats he's been doing um, and his story. And it's just an incredible chat. I really, really like this one. Um, I learned a lot. And these 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 bands that do so much in the post-rock genre uh, are so amazing to me because it's just them the the way they can create these feelings with no words like it's just so many layers of amazing stuff I just I, I absolutely love it it's taken over my life this genre of music and uh, I I just I put it on all the time and this new hammock record is incredible the band's incredible to begin with and uh, I came about them in a weird way and uh, we talk about it on the conversation, which I'll let you guys hear. But uh, yeah, it's just an interesting way how we discover things and discover bands and discover records and discover anything, really. Uh, if you look at the origin story of things, it's usually pretty interesting. Um, some things you can predict, some things you can't. Uh, but thank you to Mark for coming on and doing this and and providing an incredible conversation for you guys to, to listen to. So let's get some business out of the way and we'll jump right in. So Pure Pleasure Pod. Uh, at gmail.com is the email if you want to get in touch with me purepleasurepodcast.com is the website if you want to send people there if they've never heard the show before they can find all the episodes uh give us a rating and review on spotify uh excuse me a rating on spotify and a rating and review on apple Podcasts because uh there you can actually review the show and it really helps us out so i appreciate all of you who have already done that 
Uh, hopefully this is some of your first times listening because, uh, you know, I don't do a lot of, um, I, I haven't yet done a lot of people in the post-rock genre, which I'm hoping to correct. Um, but if it's your first time here, uh, and you enjoy it, definitely let us know, uh, rate and subscribe. And, uh, it really helps us out. All right, guys, I want to jump into this one. Here it is. Mark bird from hammock. What's How up? are you, sir? I'm good. I'm How are you? Great. Thanks for uh, good. <laughs> the reschedule on this. It was quite a situation last week. Absolutely, oh, my man. God. <laughs> Sorry you went through that. It's okay, man. I appreciate that. I And ironically, it's not the, the first time that's happened on the way to the studio. It's happened oh, really? twice. This was the second time. First time was like three years ago. I'm supposed to have Kareen around from Pussifer on and... Uh, yeah, left the job site, headed to the studio. Bam. Like, insane. <clears throat> insane. Wow. Nothing too terrible, just a, a nightmare of all the, call this insurance, call that. It was just, yeah, silly. Yeah. Silly. We've all been there, though, I'm sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, welcome aboard, man. I, I appreciate you doing this. Uh, I, I'm a big fan of what you do, and, and uh, I was, was really stoked to do this. Um, you guys make some incredible music. And I, I heard about you guys in a very interesting way. Well, I guess what I means not that interesting. <clears throat> it's a really roundabout way. Um, I was listening to a podcast on the way to Idaho, I believe. 
uh, with William Ryan Key. And mm-hmm. uh, <clears throat> I don't know why. I forget whose podcast it was. It was a friend of mine's podcast. And he started talking about a band called Hammock um, that he was super into. And I was like, that sounds interesting. So I checked it out afterwards, and I probably listened to it all the rest of the way to Idaho from Portland <laughs> and was blown away. And, and uh, yeah, it's, it's incredible stuff. And I've been uh, – I love – ambient music and post-rock and all that stuff and, and but there's just something different about what you guys are doing that really drew me in and uh i couldn't i couldn't put it down it was, it's it's fantastic so um first off thank you for the amazing music <laughs> thanks man well that's that is super cool um we are it's funny you bring that up we are currently um working on uh mixes for mr william ryan key um and uh some i don't know how much i'm supposed to say but yellow card we're doing a thing where he he did some remakes of some yellow card songs and then he sent us his remakes and now we're making them in the style of hammock and so we are um we just got our two first two mixes back today and sent over some notes so there's going to be like nine or ten songs and it's going to be interesting to see how people react that's excellent that's excellent. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, uh, yeah. I, yeah. That's the thing is weird. Like I'm not like a, and this is nothing against, uh, William Ryan. I'm, I'm not a, like a huge yellow card fan. Like I wasn't like, Oh my God, it's yellow yeah. card on a podcast. It was just randomly there. And it led me yeah. down this road that was just awesome. So I'm stoked to, I'm stoked to hear that. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, 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 I wasn't super familiar with mm-hmm. yellow card. I just, I uh, was asked by William to to do first of all a uh, solo record of his, and then um, kind of ended up not doing that, and then just did some strings on one song, produced some strings for one song, and then um, so this is originally was supposed to just be his kind of thing that he's doing, but um, it's ended up that I guess Yellow Card are going to be celebrating with some kind of tour that they're doing for the twenty years okay. and uh, anniversary and and. Yeah, we're going to be making vinyl of it and everything, you know. I mean, it's really a bizarre pairing, you know. Um, it's really bizarre. And 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 that's why we took it took it on. I mean, because we just thought how crazy it would be for people who are fans of Hammock to re- think that we're doing like this whole yellow card mm-hmm. uh, project, yeah. you know. Um, so we'll see, you know. It's a, <laughs> we like a good yeah, challenge. Yeah, it's a, it's a cool idea. And, and it's funny, like you think about like – so many bands like so many bands like like yellow card or bands that like are like are uh like massive on a commercial scale you think about who they're listening to a lot of times they're listening to stuff like hammock like they're listening to stuff that maybe their listenership wouldn't check out necessarily and vice versa like yeah you know, you mm-hmm. don't want to just sit there and listen to your style of music all day. Like, it's just not how it works. <clears throat> so it's cool to see that some of these influences are coming together and making something fresh. That's awesome. Yeah. And he, he he's a super fan of this type of music. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, you know, uh, he's definitely not singing like he did over a big rock band. You know, it's much more it's a different approach for his vocals it's softer and that allows us to give it more atmosphere um but it does have some bombastic post-rock moments that are that get kind of emotional and i and the guys that we had play on it they're younger dudes and they're just like 
well, they, they thought we were, they were just going to do another hammock uh-huh. session, you know, and we went in and we were like, yeah, we're doing some yellow car remakes and they were free. I guess Ocean Avenue was their uh-huh. big song and they're just like, can't, can't wait to work on it, you know? And I'm like, oh, cool. All right. Yeah. Great. So that, that they obviously impacted their teenage years. Yeah. You know? Dude, there's so, yeah. the post rock moments. I love that you said it that way because it's absolutely <laughs> true. That's what drew me to the whole post rock thing. Like, yeah. There's so much there. Like, it's just so rich and lush that it it almost, like, no pun intended, transcends most, like, meditations. Like, I can put on a post-rock record and just close my eyes and be transcended to somewhere else so much easier than any other style of music and more so than any kind of like trying to 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 meditate. I can't, my mind doesn't stop. It just keeps going, so I can't meditate on my own but if i put on anything like that like i can i can start to like break away into this just beautiful sometimes like hauntingly sad or just overwhelmingly beautiful like just cascades of sound there's something really special to it and it's you guys just harness it man like i can't i can't even say it enough like uh Love in the Void, like the word Love in the Void, like just hits full blast. There's so much texture. I literally feel like it's just like warm gravy, just like spilling over my body. <laughs> and I, I, this sounds so dumb, but it, it's, it's real. Like it just pulls my heart. Like it, it makes me like incredibly happy and sad at the same time. It's like this tug of war. Man. It's crazy. That, that's the main thing. That's the main thing we hear about our music. Like hands down four years. It makes me both happy and sad, like, like in the best of ways, yeah. you know? And, and, and I, I always say this, you know, it's like, it's like, you know, we don't have a lot of vocals mm-hmm. in our, uh, you know, music and we don't have a lot of lyrics and, you know, um, I mean, uh, I, I, I respect really good lyrics but i live in nashville where everybody's trying to write a great Mm -hmm. story and i've just been always been such just a a believer in the power of music and and i just still even after all these years and and i say this often and i'm completely still blown away by the fact that just organized sound waves can hit your ears and literally make your chest hurt Mm -hmm. and 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 put a lump in your throat and it's and it's just it's there and Music is the most immediate of art forms. You know, you have to sit with a poem. You have to stand in front of a painting. You have to, um, you know, immerse yourself in a film. But you can literally just walk in a room and music is immediately surrounding you and in you. And we're suckers for that. You know, like like we just wear our heart on our sleeves and and um, the kind of emotion we're expressing is is like our own way of purging the demons, you know, our own way of of release and letting it out. Um but it always makes me so happy to hear that that people are picking up on actually the way we feel when we hear the music. Like it makes us both happy and sad. It pulls at you and 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 it's it's the sweetest ache. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like it's it's strange. It's it, but it's it's just really just the power of music. You know, you don't need words to give you that kind of experience. Mm-hmm. I love good words. I love, but, but the thing about having a linear narrative to follow, it kind of, 
you have to get, uh, you know, into the head or the storyline of what the creator is doing. But with instrumental music, it's like whatever is going on in your life, you know, um, uh, uh, you know, um, Strand of Oaks guy, what's his name? Tim, Tim. It, anyway, we were at a show and, you know, he sang on one of our records and we were sitting backstage with his attorney and he'd never heard of us. And we were like, hey, man, you should go home and check it out, you know, and so. The next morning I woke up and I checked Twitter and and he had posted this. He's like, I'm going, I went down the hammock rabbit hole. I think I need to call my dad. <laughs> dad, I'm I sorry, man. That's perfect. <laughs> Reuniting families for years now. See, that is the yeah. best compliment right there is it made me yeah, want to call my dad. Exactly. Oh my yep. God. Yeah. I love what you say about music being immediate because words are great, like you say, but you also first need to understand words to get in on that train. Mm -hmm. Music just yep. hits you and takes you somewhere since the beginning of time. That's right. But yes. one thing also that really is really natural about it is, is so like you go out in nature and you sit in nature, you're not hearing a bunch of words, you're hearing a bunch of sounds and words are sounds, of course, but there's sounds you need to understand for them to mean something to you. All those other sounds are just taking you in. And, and what you said also, uh, it pulls out whatever you, it, it's going on in your life right now. So like it yes, amplifies exactly. it. It's almost like I just had a conversation earlier um, about this, the psilocybin therapy where you microdose mm -hmm. and it heightens everything. The music does the same thing. It pulls out whatever's in your front of your mind and almost introduces it to what's behind that. Like it's just, it pulls stuff out and melds it together. And, and the, the current state of mind is either heightened or dulled. Um, and when those two things are combined, exactly. it's beautiful. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know? God. Yes. Yes. See, I, I have never, I, so I played in a band called Portugal, the man, uh, and we played <laughs> a show. I believe it was, it was in Texas, two shows in Texas. And we played with a band called This Will Destroy You. And they opened the yeah. show. I remember they opened mm -hmm. the show. And that was like my first exposure to that style of music where I was like, what is going on? Like, they're sitting down. Like, I'm like, what's happening here? And I just found myself just like, okay, I start to understand. And then I find the record. Because they, like, jumped on the tour. Like, it wasn't even on the tour. They were just opening a couple shows. And I just went down a rabbit hole after that. Like that was, that was yeah. in a time still where you could kind of pull up, it was pre Spotify. Of course it was back. Like, what was that thing? LimeWire or something like that, where you can kind of like just search things mm -hmm. out and, and, uh, um, I just went down a rabbit hole and then it just became this huge, like love that I found. Like I, I felt like I found, it was yeah. like when I found punk rock, I was just like, this is great on so yeah. many levels. Uh, I, I'm curious. Yeah. I would love to know just what it's like because I don't play that that music. I wish I did, but I don't. What it feels like playing those parts that are just so massive, but you're creating it at the same time. Like I know how music feels on stage, but those specific, like those post-rock moments, uh, what that feels like making that in live time. I mean, do you feel those emotions the same way? It's yeah. Just, it, oh, yeah. God. Talk to me about yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, that's, it's, oh my god. 
Uh, well, I mean, we call it our sickness, you know, because we're just we're we're sick to to no matter what it costs us to 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 capture that whatever sacrifice it's worth it because we live for that, you know. Um and you know, especially on Love in the Void to be in the room, you know, it was a it was more of a, I don't I won't say a reaction, but it was a response to uh being isolated in the pandemic. I mean, all the creatives I know that are kind of studio dogs live a lot of their life in solitude, you know, and, 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 but the problem is, is that the longer that this thing went on, that solitude started kind of turning into isolation and Andrew and I had made this record elsewhere and it was pretty and it was nice. And, and, but we had to, you know, we weren't working together that much. And so we just decided that we want to get in, in the studio again with real people camp out like we used to, and you know get a get a couple of younger dude well actually like three or four and hi, we actually hired a guy to help co-produce the record and you know you can't be too hands-on or bossy with hammock because um we've just been doing this for so long so i think for us the moments where everyone is in it like and sitting there and you can just see the reaction you know I know that it's not just being me being enamored with our sound. It's like actually just, you know, it is the atmosphere. It's mm -hmm. hitting us, you know. Um, uh, and and honestly, you know, it is crazy when when those moments hit, how much my mind just kind of swirls into, you know, like you said, the word transcendence, but also. I think a lot about people who have passed on. Mm. Like, I think a lot about, about like, there's a space that my whole life inhabits in those moments. You know what I mean? It's, it's, it's really strange that, that our own music can have that impact on us, you know? Um, but we've always just kind of made the music we wanted to make. Um, and we basically, our, our philosophy was like, what's our favorite moments in songs? Okay. Let's make a whole thing out of it, you know? And so those moments um, where it's, 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 uh, you know, causing you to, I don't know, be happy and sad at the same time. Uh, there are defining moments. I mean, that's how we know the record's working when we get those, when you feel like you have to force them, when you feel like you, you know, and, and, and the other thing about being, um, you know, we're signed. We, we're, we're not signed. We're, we're, we're self-release. You know, we've had offers, uh, the deals suck mm -hmm. and we would lose a lot of freedom. And, and the luxury of being self-release is that we have a lot of time to sit with the music so that we can discern between the, just, just the emotional experience versus this is sticking around and lasting and, and, we want to put this out, you know, because we have a lot of things like that in our, you know, uh, hidden away. Um, but the truth is, it's like if we sit with it and it's still doing that to us after a few months, then we know we're on to something. Um, and it's a really great question that you're asking, like, like, what does it do to me? What's it like to create that? Um, it's really hard to answer because uh, today we got done. Today we got done. And Andrew was walking out and I was walking up my stairs and I thought that was a good day of music. You know, you just know it's a good day of music. And there's other days where you just kind of go, well, that was quite a struggle, mm -hmm. you know, well, that didn't work out, 
Well, that was forced. And and there's a part of me that kind of knows as we're working on a piece, I kind of go, this is not going to work. This is not going to go anywhere. Um, so there's that fine balance of don't give up, but yet do give mm -hmm. up, you know, like you got to know when to stop yeah. and you got to know when to fight for it. You know, you can't be afraid of working. I mean, it's a craft, you know, you, you can't just wait for the emotions to show up and then start work. You know, that's the only time you're going to work. Um, but man, if you work enough, there's more freedom for that stuff to show up, you know, and for those moments of inspiration to hit and having Jake on drums this time, just out there and we're letting, I mean, the drums are more present on this record than any of yeah. our records. They're, they're busier. There's a moment in the middle of God's becoming memories where we just let Jake just go. And, um, and we, we, we didn't hold back, you know, we, we just all kind of went, this really crazy, beautiful buildup. And um, yeah, the truth is those are our favorite moments, but there's also something about the real quiet beauty mm -hmm. too. You know, they can be almost equally as emotional as the big bashing, you know? Um, it just depends on what my, my head frame is at that moment, sure. you know? Yeah. It's all in the dynamics. Like the, it's like, you yeah. can't have pleasure without pain. You can't have, you know, loud That's without right. quiet. Like, I mean, the Pixies are a perfect example of taking soft, loud, soft, loud, and making it perfect. Like, that's right. You have to have those moments, but that's what makes the big moments so big. And then it, the the the, I wouldn't even I'd hesitate to say it's smaller moments. It's just just more quiet and subdued. Can almost say more. There's more. There's more in the silence than anything, which is really strange with music that's because right. it's the it's the the deprivation and the the you contemplate things differently in that moment you're kind of anticipating like you can see if you're looking you know you're listening to a record you can't see this but if you're li listening to it on a device like we, most of us do you can see the song's not over yet so you know something is coming um but if you're just sitting and listening to a record with your eyes closed like you don't always know so you're anticipating is it over is it you know or it's like those it's like those peaks and valleys where it takes you up and it just shakes you and shakes you and shakes you like, look at this, think about this, blah, 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 then lays you out and lets you just absorb it for a second, you know? Yeah. And I, and I, I think that, that, you know, if, if it's a good piece of music, if it's a good piece of art, there's tension in it. I mean, I think that, you know, the closer things get to being just a product mm -hmm. or just entertainment, a lot of the tension gets removed from it and it just becomes this kind of one thing, mm -hmm. you know? Um, but the peaks and valleys are are what makes, I think, in my opinion, good music, good art, the dark and the light, um, you know, the sad, the happy. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, for 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 me at least, um, I I'm all about silence. I I go on a on a silent retreat once a year. I'm going in March to a place in Big Sur. It's my tenth year to do it in a row, and I go and I unplug, get off the grid for six days, and I'm in silence. And it is terrifying the first three days I'm there. Um, it's just crazy. Um, and and it's funny because on, on our new album, Love in the Void, there's a song called Release where it just suddenly just stops. <clears throat> and we've gotten people like, hey, did this upload right? What's going on? You know, and and um, and that's the whole point of it. It's like, is the release the crazy emotional pull that it's happening in the music or is the release the silence? Mm -hmm. And when you when you when it quits that that fast the silence becomes m more like a shock you know and it and and it's it's so and, and that's what it's like going on a silent retreat 
it's like you don't realize how much chatter in, in my mind is going on, how much noise is going on around me and coming off of those things, you know, uh, I was taught, hey, don't expect that you're going to be, you know, walking on air when you go back. Actually, you're probably going to be annoyed even more because you're hyped up to you're about to go to an airport mm -hmm. from here. Right. You're going to be in an airport. You're going to be around people trying to get yeah. on the plane. You know, good luck. You've been quiet for six days, you know. And so um, that is that's a good lesson for me to keep with me that silence does not just have to be the absence of sound. It can be something that I carry within you know, and, 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 and also I just don't think I'll go off on a tangent. I think acting from a place of silence rather than a place of just like, there's noise coming at me. I'll meet it with more noise. There's anger coming at me. I'll meet it with more anger. Right. I might be saying the right words. I might have the right position, but the way I'm saying it is not going to do anybody any good, but the power of the pause to pull back and to get quiet and then speak, you know, it keeps me from reacting and moving into more of a place of response. And and I think that that's once again, the luxury of being a self-released artist is that you have moments to just sit in it and with it and allow that. And, you know, I mean, to the last minute of this record, there were like two or three songs that came, you know, at the end of it. And it was it was right they were the right ones because we were just in this space. We were in this place. And that doesn't always just happen. You kind of have to live in it for a while. And then it it becomes um, more natural for you to stay in that place. And then almost it's as if the music feels more effortless and pure. And that's those are the moments right there that you that you want to live for that purity. Mm -hmm. You know, absolutely. Absolutely. I am fascinated by this, man. I. <clears throat> silent retreat for one i want to talk about that but what straight away in my mind what does a, a person such as yourself with with so much um I'm, what you're doing musically is incredible but but what does someone like you hear in that silence i, I mean do you mm. do you have songs come to you in this silent retreat or ideas come to you in the silent retreat or are you able to shut off from any kind of creative juices going in your brain during that time. I'm curious to what comes to you in the silence. Well, at first, what comes to me in the silence is me reaching for my phone automatically and not being there. And the, you know, making notes about, I mean, it's just still, still mm -hmm. busy, you know, and I'm still, I'm still hearing my own chatter. And, um, and then in about two days, I call it the thawing out process. The silence begins to work on me, right? And so it, it kind of enters into my bones and I ease into this space. And um, it is sometimes I do hear something, but most of the time I usually don't look at look at or listen to any kind of music. You know, there, there, there's the thing about like I'm on a silent mm -hmm. retreat. But about my third or fourth day, well, fourth day in, I'll spend one night where I'll take out if something that we might be working on because I want to hear what it's going to sound like with my head cleared like mm. that. And the clarity that comes, you know, the ability like where if I was indecisive before I left, the decisions come a lot easier. Um, there was a record we did called Universalis. I couldn't sequence that thing to save our life. I mean, I came back from sitting on the edge of this cliff, sitting under the stars, 
Big Sur, California, been quiet all day, went back to my retreat house and boom, it just came. There's a sequence right there. That was it. So I think that, you know, you have to be open to those moments, but it's like any kind of like, like a meditation practice. What people will tell you is that you are going to think you're getting your best ideas in meditation. Do not <laughs> reach for your phone and make notes. If it's good, it will still be uh -huh. there. Right. I mean, I mean, that's what everyone will tell you. You know, um, there was a Catholic priest that said, you know, I don't care if the blessed mother shows up and gives you all the secrets of the universe. You tell her not not now I'm doing my meditation. <laughs> you know, it's like it's like that. That to me is is I have to honor the silence, too. You know what I mean? Because so much of my life is music and sound. Um, but I will say that. Every retreat I do, the fourth day, fourth night, I will listen to some things that we're working on. Um, there were songs on Love in the Void that had been left over um, and started um, that Andrew had started. And it just hit me the last time I was there. I was like, these got to be on the record. This has got this. We got to We got to flesh these out. So I have to say that, like, sometimes more than anything, I think decisions come to me. That's but not necessarily like songs or sounds. But I will say that if I'm listening to something, I will think the middle of this needs to completely change and we'll take this and we'll and we'll do this. And and it stays with me, you know, because I'm not distracted. It doesn't go whoop and then mm -hmm. out. You know, it stays with me because the silence creates focus. It's crazy how scattered I am. And I don't even realize that my almost my default mechanism is to be scattered and distracted. I don't realize it until I get mm -hmm. quiet. You know, it's kind of like you really don't know what you, you have until it's gone. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's the same kind of thing. You don't realize how much noise and distraction there is until it's gone. It, and how much, I, how much I actually like, I, I, I need it almost like I need that distraction. I'm addicted to it in some ways, yeah. you know, is that what keeps you from living in a space like big Sur or, finding a place to land versus away from Nashville that would be more quiet is because you do thrive in that environment and then get to get away. Yeah. But, but you know, my wife and I, we have a little piece of land on a mountain in Tennessee that we're, where we've been had, we've had for a few years and, you know, we're trying to mm -hmm. save money. We want to build a little small something to get away. We may have, I don't know if I have to sell this, but, but I hunger for it. The older I get, the more I want that like more constant. Um, but I'm lucky enough that just about, you know, an hour and 10 minutes, 15 minutes away, there's a retreat place in a place called Suwannee, Tennessee that I can go to and just can't go to Big Sur, but I could just go there and it's a place where they practice silence as well. And and so um, I, I do wonder what it would be like to live, uh, you know, long-term in a situation like that, I would imagine what would happen is the same thing that happens to everything is that I would get used to it and it would lose its shine and, mm -hmm. you know, and the magic would be gone and be like, well, all right. Then you take the silence for granted and all the beauty around you for granted. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like, it's kind of like for me, um, I will tell you this, that when I come back from big Sur, I realize the things that are hiding in plain sight much more than, you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, like, like the things that you take for granted in your life that you don't yeah. see. I used to live in hot Springs national park and, um, and like it, I moved away and it's in moving away that I realized like, God, <laughs> like, like 
Why didn't I take advantage of that more? Well, because I got mm-hmm. used to it. I just got yeah, used to it. Get complacent a little bit. Yeah, man. I I love conversations like this. I, I'm curious. This may sound like a stupid idea, but you know, one thing I loved about playing music on stage live in the moment was locking in with another member of the band, almost telepathically. Where, you mm-hmm. know, Jason, our drummer, and I would lock in on these jam parts we had that where we would just, you know, this is just where we play around. And we would hit changes at the same time. Like we would, we would, every, we were just one person. It was super weird because we weren't that way on any other level. We were maybe, <laughs> maybe the least close guys in the band at the time. Mm-hmm. But on stage, we became one person. And I don't know how much of that <clears throat> was. Maybe maybe a lot of it was how much of it was the actual music or how much of it was actually just that connection. Uh, so I'm curious if you guys got in a room where you couldn't hear what was going on, like, you know what you're doing on a guitar, like, you know where you're going on, you know what it's going to sound like, you know what your pedals do. I wonder what would happen if you guys got in a room together where everyone outside that room could hear what was going on except for you. And just see what came well, out of it. That'd like, be a trip. <laughs> you, like there's a there's a band called Circus Survive. They're friends of mine that that uh, Colin and Brendan recorded their guitar parts separate from each other and then put them together on their first record, and it worked and it was awesome. But I wonder, just in the silence, you'd be in the same room, you'd hear breathing, you'd hear you know sounds of like clicking and you know, yeah. But the only actual sound that was coming from what you were doing was playing in a studio somewhere you know, in a live room or not a live room, but a control room that you couldn't hear and just see what comes out of that. What ideas come out of that. That would be cool. I think it may be stupid. That's interesting. But to see if you have the same connection together without hearing it, just being and creating in that room. Cause essentially, aside from the sound waves and everything like that is, that's what's happening. It's like watching TV and turning it off for 10 minutes. You're doing the same, your body's doing the same thing. Your mind's not, but your body is. So I wonder, that'd be a cool experiment to see what happens. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll try it out. The closest I think we ever came to doing something like that was when we were making the Maybe They Will Sing For Us Tomorrow mm-hmm. record, if, which is a really more subdued, beatless, ambient record. And we made that because, um, you know, Yancey from Cigarose and, and his boyfriend at the time, Alex, had a project called Rice Boy Sleeps, and they were doing their only us exhibit of their artwork and it's like a sound installation and artwork and we were invited to come play the after party and and so i didn't have any idea that rice boy sleeps was uh-huh. yancey and I, then when i heard heard the name yancey i thought okay I, but then they were like no it's that yancey <laughs> and i was like oh i got real scared man. you know it's like oh, the no. godfather oh no what are we <laughs> this is our first gig our first gig what? ever our first gig no ever way. was playing for Yancey and Alex. Get yes. out of here, dude. Our first gig ever, we were toasted in the middle of it with a shot of Jägermeister where Yancey came up and said, you know, thank you. And, and I mean, it was like amazing, you know, but but we wrote all this new music to kind of mm-hmm. honor them, mm-hmm. you know, and and the fact that they were bringing this art just one time over into the U.S. And and um, and we we played some of our older stuff, too, but. But um, we weren't planning on doing anything with that music, but it was literally just us sitting there at times um, for a long time for, for and, and just 
I mean, we really were becoming that one, like you're mm-hmm. talking about that one entity, you know, um, to the point that, that, uh, it, we had no click, just head nods and that kind mm-hmm. of thing, you know, and it was, it was amazing. And, um, and then when we got back from, from performing that, we decided like, Hey, you know, maybe this could be a record. And so we started working on it and, uh, performed it in the same way mm-hmm. on the record and just added, you know, some overdubs and stuff, but yeah. And then we contacted Yancey and Alex cause we wanted to name it after one of their pieces in the, in the, uh, in the, in the exhibit called maybe they will sing for us tomorrow. And then they wrote back and said, uh, yeah, we'll let you name it that if you let us design the artwork. And so they gave us a watercolor and painted it for us and designed the Lord. artwork for us. So I have been in, in I've played, you know, I mean, I live in mm-hmm. Nashville, you know, been in, I mean, I'm one of the, you know, played in a lot of bands, well, all, yeah. all that stuff, you yeah. know, but like, as far as a first gig, you can't beat that. <laughs> you can't. <laughs> I mean, there's first gigs where you play with someone that becomes huge later, but yes, not that's yes. already oh, there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Like yeah. One totally. of the most well known performers. I, that's insane. That's absolutely insane. <laughs> But what a what a what a like a feather in the cap there for you guys though. I mean, like that, and to be acknowledged, and like, mm-hmm. like they dug it. Like it was, the, it's a sign, man. Like, but that that thing you're talking about sitting there becoming one person, like the head nods, the thing that's also silent. Like that's also. I mean, you could have that's all right. of that and just, man, I'm stoked on this now. This that's is right. a cool experiment. Um, just to see <laughs> where it comes from because it, you know because it's pure. There's nothing there. It's yeah. just coming there from you. Like it's just this. Uh, it could be a complete disaster mess, but it could be incredible. Oh, it, it, I mean, look. Here's the deal. There will be moments that it's just unlistenable, yeah. but like there'll be some where you're just like, oh yeah, yeah. that. Yep. You know, it's kind of like uh, Nick Cave and and Warren Ellis doing mm-hmm. their stuff that they're doing now. It's like so much of it is mm-hmm. garbage. That's what they say. It's like so much of what we do is just unusable, unlistenable garbage. And then a moment will happen. Yep. Happy accident. And we listen back. Yes. And we end up making, you know, more of a moment than just more than just a moment. We may end up making a song out of this thing. The problem is, is like recreating mm-hmm. it, you know? Yeah. But you capture yeah. it on tape. You can come back to exactly. it. Yeah. Then finding what was actually happening there. That seems like mm-hmm. something I think would be extremely hard to do. Uh with ambient music where it's finding because it's all kind of it's in time like it's in a specific time and moment to then recreate it is extremely difficult i imagine like to to find that but um man what i love stuff like that where just like yeah just let the tape roll and find Mm -hmm. those little pieces of magic it's so i mean it's just like real life i mean your day is running 24 hours there's a couple rad moments there's a couple shitty ones and there you go. Yeah. Some of them you want to remember. Yeah. Some of them you just choose to forget. You know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That spark yeah. is is just something that's really special. Um, mm-hmm. Man, were you so you talk you you know kind of scattered and just you're thriving on kind of the chaos piece from day to day. Were you that way as a child? Were you that way growing up, or were you because you're you grew up in the South, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I grew up in really deep south in Arkansas, okay. and um, and I mean, like really deep south. I mean, I the woods are really like that's just I'm just used to the woods, you know, and and 
Andrew grew up on a farm in, t- in Tennessee, you know, and he did a lot of hard work. And um, and so, uh, um, I mean, even to the point that when I first moved to Nashville, which like at the time, Nashville was much more like a um, not a big city, but it was a city with a small town mm-hmm. feel, you know, but you could go out to places and get that. But I really genuinely missed the woods. I really genuinely missed sitting by like a river or a creek and the stillness of that. Um, but no, I'll, I'll just tell you that, like, yes, I I loved nature. Um, I needed to be in nature, but like my teenage years were spent, um, to be frank, you know, doing drugs and listening mm-hmm. to music. You know, <laughs> I mean, that's what that's what I did. You know, and and um, uh, yeah, and so I was. I, I listen to music all the time. I listen to music when I was taking a shower. I listen to music as I was going to sleep. I listen to music when I first woke up. It was music all the time. Um, and so, uh, uh, but I would have those moments where enough was enough. And and I didn't even realize how much I missed the quiet and the stillness until I, I, I re-experienced it, you know, and um I feel like my life has constantly been that kind of push and pull, um, which is a good thing, I think, um, of, of you know, music and sound and silence, music and sound and silence and stillness. And um, so I don't look at it as an either or. I look at it as a both and okay. kind of thing. Um, but I will say that the older that I get, um, especially like the last eight and a half years, I would say that I've really... My, the first time I went to Big Sur by myself, I went with my wife the first time and I fell in love with it. And um, I had a neck surgery in 2014, the first of 2014. And when I recovered from that, my wife asked me, like, what would you want to do? And I said, I want to go to that place in Big Sur and, and that we pass by and do a silent retreat. She's like, I didn't see that. I said, yeah, I made a note of it. And I chose to go do that. And um, And I think that 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 first trip there i realized what kind of life i'd like to start living mm. okay and it stuck with me ever since and um i've always been drawn to spacey music you know echo delay you know like i guess when i was probably 17 my nickname by a sound guy was mark 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 because i used so much damn delay you know <laughs> Hey, Mark, 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 we turned down. <laughs> so, so, you know, I, I've just, I just always have been drawn to that kind of. What's going on, guys? This is Dewey from Peer Pleasure, and I want to tell you about our newest sponsor, DistroKid. DistroKid distributes your music across all online platforms. They are an amazing company. I've enjoyed working with them the last few weeks, and they're going to be with us for a while, and I really, really appreciate that. I love working with great companies, and DistroKid is one of them. Uh, They have an awesome thing they're doing right now called splits. Now, if you're working as most people are online doing collaborations with people from all over the country, all over the world, as easy as that is with the Internet, uh, you want to get those people paid when you put that music online. And splits can do that. You can add an unlimited amount of collaborators to any track. You can change the splits at any time. You can add or remove collaborators at any time. You can see previous splits. And all your collaborators are going to have to do is sign up for a DistroKid membership, a DistroKid account, so they can get paid. And as always, DistroKid never takes a cut. You and your collaborators get 100% of the earnings in total. 
A couple other awesome things that they do is they set up an official artist YouTube channel. Uh, you can use Spotify Canvas, synced lyrics, promo card to promote your release on social media, a mini video for your socials as well. There's just so many awesome things about using DistroKid. And like I said, I don't advertise things I don't use, haven't signed up for. I have signed up for this. It is a breeze, literally a breeze. And you can get going right away. So definitely check out DistroKid. And I want to give you 30% off your first year's DistroKid membership at any level. That is distrokid.com slash VIP slash PPP for Peer Pleasure Podcast. Once again, that is 30% off your first year's DistroKid membership at any level. Distrokid.com slash VIP slash PPP. Go check out DistroKid right now. Distrokid.com slash VIP slash PPP for 30% off. Welcome to us talking about our podcast for a minute. What's the name of that podcast? That's Axe to Grind. Uh, and right now you're going to be getting a little a little taste of it, right down to the shaky microphone and all. <laughs> and my name's Bob. And my name's Patrick. And usually we're joined by Tom. Tom's the best. Tom has a real grown-up job that requires him to be at work. But we talk about decidedly not so grown up things like hardcore music and things that people that like hardcore music tend to like. So that could be the latest shows, uh, revisiting classic material, talking about the new classics, um, all the little dorm room nonsense that you imagine from a niche music podcast that, that you either love, want to love or hate. Yeah, imagine all the emotions that you have towards a genre that that uh, has impacted your life, uh, and then condense them down to an hour to two hours a week. So triangulate your speakers. Think about jumping off the bed, singing along, dancing like an idiot, and listen to Axe Grind podcast. Hey, this is Steve Choi, host of the Musicians Guild podcast, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Within the four walls of the Musicians Guild, we'll be discussing the habits, idiosyncrasies, experiences, and general psychology of my friends and peers, all involved with music in various capacities. Listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com. Hey guys, this is Dewey from Peer Pleasure, and I wanted to tell you about Premium Pleasure, our premium subscription service that's available now. PeerPleasure.SupportingCast.FM is the website. There's three tiers, tier one, tier two, and tier three. Tier one is $5 a month. It gets you the ad-free experience. Tier two gets you access to the Peer Pleasure Passcast. It gets you access to the videos of the interviews. It gets you merch discounts. Tier three is $20 a month. That gets you all of that. It gets you the Passcast, gets you the video footage, discounts on merchandise, and monthly Zoom calls well, with myself and other guests. We're going to have all kinds of stuff in there for you. There's all kinds of stuff in there for you now. There is, uh, I believe, 30 to 40 videos of these interviews. There is uh, multiple episodes of the Passcast. The Passcast is a podcast that I'd started separately that is me and another podcaster or me and a guest. Uh, discussing a deep dive into their favorite episode of Peer Pleasure. Um, so there's a bunch of those on there. So so-and-so and I would talk about the Chino Moreno episode. So-and-so and I would talk about uh, the Yvette Young episodes. And we would do a deep dive and tell where they came from, how we got the guest, stories of uh, that weren't discussed on the podcast or maybe weren't in there. Um, it's just another glimpse behind the curtain. 
So that's the big deal with this premium service is giving you a glimpse behind the curtain of how the podcast is made, gives you access to things I'm doing and things that we're doing with the show, um, gives you, you know, ad free stuff. It gives you just all kinds of, of things that we could throw in there to help make it a valuable part of your month. Cause I put everything out there on this show. I put everything I have into this show. Um, so being able to give you guys that little bit of extra is a big deal to me and having your support is a big deal to me because if we don't support our artists and creatives, we're not going to have any left. So I appreciate it. Peerpleasure.supportingcast.fm is the website. Go sign up today and get some of this premium pleasure. You know, spacey kind of thing. Um, I like psychedelia mm-hmm. a lot. You know, I just, I just, I thrive on those moments of uplift and, um, and I mean by uplift, I don't mean like, you know, cheesy hallmark uplift that just kind of tug of the soul. Just, ah, um, and so, yeah, I think though, what I'm trying to do with music and what I try to do when I go on these retreats, it's almost the same mm-hmm. thing, mm-hmm. you know, just create a moment of reflection. Yeah. That's, that's, that's exactly what I'm hearing here because yeah. To then to, to go to this retreat the first time and and have kind of your life lined out for you, just because your mind's clear for a second, find where you want to be doing what you want to do uh, and changing that way. But then also being able to have the opportunity to go back and revisit clear headed. Um, I mean, <laughs> Mark, Mark, Mark is hilarious. There's a there's a <laughs> there was a oh man. What was it on Instagram or Facebook? It was like when you make a mistake with delay and he's like playing this part and it's super awesome. And then it just like over and it's just him looking <laughs> yeah. at the camera, like zooms in and just keeps yeah. going forever. Hilarious. Yes. Yes. Or when you're performing live and you're, you're creating loops mm-hmm. on the fly, like you got a cello player, he's making loops. Andrew's got something like he's holding kind of like the low end down on mm-hmm. his end. And I'm creating a slide guitar loop. You know, that's going to repeat and I hit bonk and then it goes bonk. bonk. I mean, it's like, well, that peaceful moment's gone, yeah. you know. Um, and you have to just yeah. deal with it's it. It's terrifying. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> There's not like a cancellation you can do there, really, if you're already no. in the moment. I mean, I can see that. Yeah. Uh, that's the new DL4 uh, behind you flashing, right? The new line six. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. yeah so yeah. Uh, there's not a lot yeah, you can do. I, I, to correct that in the moment but, but i have i have the old one um that the old one has been on every hammock record i have a swell sound that i worked on for almost uh 24 hours straight back in like i don't know 2001 or something and i kept it ever since and i've had to put it in the shop i've had it repaired but like that swell sound combined with the old reverb pedal that i'm that some people will know what i'm talking about um that has pretty much been on i mean i know it's been on ha- every hammock record if not on every hammock song. 24 hours yeah oh i'm i mean i was a madman oh my god a madman with this completely obsessed with just trying to get the swell just right with i mean it's just, just I mean, i'm glad i did yeah. it you know i'm glad i'm glad i took the time to do it um but i i you know this is before you know using plugins mm-hmm. or anything like that i mean this is just all like I mean, I used to, I used to wear the knees of my jeans out all the time because I was always on the ground switching out pedals, you know. And and I, that was some, one of the things that the co-producer Chad Howitt on this on Love and the Void said. He's like, 
you guys don't bring come in with your setup pedal board. I'm like, yeah, because we're always tearing it down and then we're putting it mm -hmm. together. We're trying this and we're putting new con configuration together. So when if we're not on the road, then we're just, it's a disaster. Mm -hmm. It's just a pedal, you know, it's a mess. Um, but yeah, man, I can really, cause you know, ambient music and, and, and all that, it's just, it's about the mm -hmm. sound. You make your whole music around mm -hmm. a sound. A sound can inspire a whole mm -hmm. piece, you know? And so I think Soundcraft is something that we take very serious, you know, um, we custom make mm -hmm. them, you know. Absolutely. There's some of these moments you guys have that just, and the one thing that comes to mind, the word that comes to mind is clarity because everything is so crisp. Like you can hear everything so well, like it's not muddled down. Like everything is acting it's just like a well-oiled machine. Like everything is acting as it should together where like when you're tuning an engine or something, like you see these guys and like my dad used to watch the, the drag races and stuff and you, you watch them tuning an engine and you could, I mean, they know what they're listening for. And they're like, you can, you can tell, like people could tell you what kind of cars driving by and what engine it has just by the sound of this engine. But we, when everything's working together in time, like everything's working together, that's exactly what's going on with you guys where, you can hear everything so clearly. And I think that's what makes it so big is because everything is hitting your ears clear. Yeah. And I think the other thing too, that, that is different for us than, a, and then a lot of like more stereotypical post-rock mm -hmm. approaches, I think on love in the void, we, we kicked on more distortion than we have on, than on previous mm -hmm. albums. But like the way we build is that we usually don't add a layer of distortion and then double it. We, we add another melodic line. And so like when, when Peter Cadis, uh mixed everything and nothing, you know, and he's, you know, he did the national and, and great yeah. bands, you know, great bands, but it's always a little bit of an educational curve for our mix guys because they don't know which line is supposed to be the main one because they're all kind of working in sync together. Um, but he got it. I mean, he like, he wrote his back. It's like, okay, I get it. It's a guitar symphony right on, you know? And I'm like, yes, you know, our manager, Johnny, he says it's more like the way the beach boys arrange some of their harmonies. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that's fascinating. That's perfect. Yeah. Your manager, Johnny's awesome, by the way. We've been in dude, he's St. John. He's St. John, man. He's like one of my best dude, friends. I mean, I've I've he's I love Cheers him. to him. Shout out to Johnny because he we've been in communication on this this chat for a long time since last year. And he's just so I mean, he's 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 on the spot and and very accommodating, but also exact he tells you exactly what he wants or what what you need. Uh so I know exactly where we stood. Like everything was just like clockwork. He's a fantastic. I love yeah. working with people like that. So cheers to him. I from the outside. Excellent job. Yes. Johnny. Cheers to Johnny. Um, yes. And yeah, just just awesome to work with. You got a great team of people that that you have here because especially him him leading the ship. Because he just I mean, I deal with a lot of people in the industry in on the back end with what I do. And mm -hmm. people like him make it so easy. And it's just awesome. We 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 would not be doing what we're doing if it weren't for him. I mean, really, it's like, I mean, Andrew and I would, we have a sickness that we're, we feel compelled to make music, but um, I always say this, if we didn't have Johnny, no one would hear our music, mm -hmm. right? We'd still be making it, but nobody yeah. would hear it. And if, if, 
And if there were two of me in the band, we probably would have beaten the shit out of each other. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's just two, you know, it's two, like, Andrew's really quiet and um, just humble and no ego. You know, that's what's so good about Johnny and Andrew both. It's just, man, I've, oh, God, I've worked with so many people with big egos, you know, and I've had one myself, but it's refreshing to be around people where, you know, they're secure. Yeah, they balance you out. Yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with having a big ego if it's who you are, but it's the, it's having the people around you to balance you out uh, and, and everyone, they compliment each other. That's when things get real good because you get that drive from that ego too at the same time. You exactly. That, that, that exactly. drive and, and tenacity, you know, to try things you maybe wouldn't have if you were more humble. Yeah. I mean, John, Johnny, Johnny says I'm the vision and the, and, and the one that's mm -hmm. driven. Right. Andrew is the one that, that like comes together and we work together and we bring that vision to, you know, mm -hmm. uh, into reality. And, and Johnny's the one that kind of steers it, you know, and gets it out. I mean, it's a really, the three of us, like we make a living doing this. I mean, just the three of us. And we, we, that was our whole goal. It's like, how can we not have to do anything else? And it took a while, you know, it took a while for all three of us to be able to do this, but we're finally in a place where like we genuinely love mm -hmm. each other. We genuinely understand each other. And um, like, we're actually willing to sacrifice for each other, you know, and for the music. And it's, and luckily Johnny was raised by a family of artists. So he understands that mm -hmm. weirdness, you know? So any, so it, 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 he's just not thrown by, you know, me changing my mind and like the, the previous conversation, I was sure that we were going to do this. And then the next day it's like, no, we're not doing that. He's like, all right, cool. cool. You know, <laughs> working with the artist mind. That's, that's a true talent yes. in itself. A good manager of yeah. uh, dealing with, I wouldn't say dealing with, but being able to work with a creative individual is, is definitely a gift. Yeah. Um, and creative yeah. individuals such as yourself, like the world needs them. We, we need that to put, put a beautiful spin on some awful situations and things when you get, you know, down on, you know, just like the day-to-day -day rigmarole, we get down on that and it starts to like, this is all that's left. Is this all that I'm getting up for? It's the artists that make those situations beautiful. And, 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 uh, that's what, that's, that's what is needed. And you, if you want to make a living out of, you have to have someone that can control that, not control it, but harness that and point it in that's the right, right direction is a good because you can never control yeah. it but you can harness it yeah. and push it in the right way and see what happens yeah it can still blow up yeah but hopefully you make it through the door you know yeah, yeah. so yeah. speaking of of this this swell sound you're talking about have you delved into either inspiring or creating pedals yourself or or with pedal makers Speaking of Johnny, he really wants us to do Dude. that, you know, and, and, and we have, we have really thought about that. Now, I, I don't know if I should say this or not, but there's a night sky by, uh, mm -hmm. Strymon that, um, one of the guys that worked on it, um, has a tremendous ear. I mean, tremendous being able to know what's being used. And anyway, he designed one of the reverb settings in there, a dirtier sounding reverb based on like the hammock sound mm -hmm. um so i know a guy mm -hmm. you know that that i could probably you know maybe get this to happen but yeah i mean it's definitely something that we've thought about for yeah. sure you know and there is so yeah. many 
amazing pedal makers out there. I have a friend uh, named Blake Weiland. He he does a podcast called The Tone Mob. Uh, he also works mm-hmm. for a company called Stringjoy uh, out of Nashville. You may know them. Uh, they make the strings right there in Nashville, and they do them all in like uh, their big thing was you could buy strings like individually to where, oh, I like this gauge and this gauge, yes. and they would make them for you and send them to you. Yes. And it's awesome. Like I have a wound third on my guitar because I like the way it feels. Like things you yeah. can't really get unless you buy a case of strings and pull them apart. Um, right. But they're, yeah, they're in Nashville there. But he had a pedal made, a fuzz pedal made that he wants. So he's, he knows all these guys. I should hook you guys together because you'd be awesome on his podcast because he's very into gear um, and his audiences as well. But he's got all those ties to these pedal companies for all these crazy ideas that people have for pedals you can make oh, them yeah. happen. Like yeah. if you partner with like Earthquaker or something or like that, yeah, Strymon yeah, is yeah. incredible though. Those, those reverb pedals, my God. The, yeah, they're, they're great, but it's almost like whenever they got so good that it was like, people are going to think that this is all that Andrew and I have been doing all these years. Like just, Hey, just plug a pedal and there yeah. it is, you know? Cause I mean, it's so mm-hmm. well done, you know? But we struggled, mm-hmm. you know, the early years, we struggled to get those sounds. Yeah. And, and yeah, I mean, I'm an admirer of Strymon for sure. Um, and uh, the, um, what is, oh, the folks at Walrus, they've given us a couple yeah. of pedals to use on this last album. And I'm supposed to be writing something about that, um, that Johnny is asking me to write. So I need to get, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I need to get to that, but um man there's just so many pedals now there's just so many people making cool yeah. pedals it's like overwhelming and i'm already sick enough that i you know we did it we did a piece for this guitar magazine in in, in the uk um and it's on the it's a, like it's like a three-page spread but but it said we have a sickness called guitar pedals <laughs> <laughs> and it's true yeah. you know i mean we just we live for those things and i don't really get rid of my pedals i just keep accumulating yeah it, it's nice if you can make it's a it's a palette it's a sonic palette yeah. and that's the i love i love guitar pedals i always had uh two pedal boards going all the time and like i, I would just love experimenting i would just go to the mm-hmm. practice space some nights and just put my guitar against my amp and just play the pedals like just let it feedback yes and just yes. take over your body and just like you couldn't breathe yeah. a full breath of air it was so loud and just nothing felt more free yeah you could control absolutely. your destiny absolutely man i mean really i'm like sweating just... talking about this like you can control <laughs> your destiny for that hour and a half you're down there you're in a basement of a shitty club where your practice space and where my practice space was i didn't want to be upstairs in the office i was sleeping in i didn't want to be on tour at that time i wanted to be in one spot and just let it ring out and blow my ears out. And that's exactly yeah. what I would do. And it just literally yes. choose your own adventure novel in front of your face. Yes. And then you start to understand them and you understand what does what with what, how to recreate this. Like it's this puzzle that just comes together and you're just playing little boxes of microchips. Exactly. You're playing them. Like it's, it's not like yeah. push the button on this it's- and it plays what I already did. It's, no, I'm going to create this right now. Yeah. I mean, playing the pedal boards or playing the pedals is, I mean, it's a gift. Mm-hmm. It's a craft you have to work on. Just like the studio can be an instrument, Yeah, yeah. you know? I mean, it's not just your guitar. It's not just the drums. I mean, anything can become an instrument in the hands of a person that has, like, practiced enough that it becomes mm-hmm. a skill. I wish you could take 
I wish you could take a picture of what a person that understands guitar pedals look sees when they look down at the pedal board. Like you could take a picture of a pedal board and everyone sees like, oh, oh, I recognize that green one or this one, you know. But yeah, when you yeah, look at yeah. it as an artist palette, be able to show yeah. someone who doesn't know what that is, what it looks like. Man, we need like a Bob Ross for post rock that could. Ex- <laughs> <laughs> we can quote that one. Uh, Bob Ross for post rock, you know, this happy little tree, this. But anyone could watch yeah. that and be a painter for a minute. Yeah. They couldn't yeah, do this it. This green little petal. Yeah. This green little petal. Yeah, we're going to turn. Yeah, it's going to turn up this little bit of a dark tone yeah. right here. Oh, this yeah. happy you little know? reverb yeah, with this little happy little yeah. fuzz here. And oh, he's an angry little fuzz. Like <laughs> <laughs> the post rock Bob Ross. Uh, but to be able to show that to people that aren't educated on it would be really interesting yeah. to see if someone could actually do that. Because when you see that, you can't you can't really describe it it's just i'm getting super cheesy here but like i'm getting excited about this stuff uh again because i haven't played music in a while like i play music at home but i don't do that anymore where i go down and just let it go because i have kids now and my basement it's too loud for the kids yeah and i don't have i have a studio here where i'm recording but it's in a radio station in an art community so like every room outside here has a different band or sculptor i gotcha but here i'm in like an isolate like it's up on tires and hardwood floors and i hear none of that unless i go out to use the restroom but it inspires me every time to come in here like i need to start creating music again yeah um but this is getting me all excited about it now because uh i'm taken back to that time well you gotta follow that man you gotta gotta it's in there yeah i just have so much other stuff going on i gotta just say i gotta do like what you did go not maybe not necessarily have to go on a retreat to figure this out, but like decide what I need to do. Like what's important. What can I do yeah. away with? What can I do without? What can I, you know? Yeah. Reevaluate. But that retreat sounds exactly. amazing. Yeah. Especially after it having is. kids. It, I mean, it, <laughs> yeah. Science. I mean, it really is. Like I have, I have, I have a couple of friends that like they live by themselves. So when I describe it, I'm like, yeah, no, we're not. They're like. Yeah, man, that's cool. But I mean, like, that's almost every day. That was for my me. weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I left the TV off. We're good. That's all I got to do. <laughs> yeah, man, what a what a fantastic! You just have a fantastic mind, Mark. Like, I, I, I am, I'm so excited to do this because listening to the music, when I when I emailed Johnny, I was just like, I don't care who, I want to talk to someone from this band, like the. I need to talk to one of these guys because what you're doing is so awesome. And, and, uh, I just want to get to the bottom, like, just pick your brain. Like, and that's exactly what we're doing. Uh, I'm just, I'm so stoked for this new record. He sent it to me already. It's incredible. Mm. I've, I've already, I've, I've been sitting with it the last two weeks almost. Absolutely incredible piece of music. And, and uh, I mean, just some of the most lush, like crisp, I can't. I, I I could just sit here and try to describe it all day long, uh, but people are going to love this record, and and uh, I'm just really glad I listened to that podcast and and was turned on to you guys because uh, I don't know how many hours I've spent listening to what you do, and uh, it's just really enriched my life a lot, and I really that's 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 appreciative. Thank you so, so much. appreciative of what you guys do, and oh, yeah, I love yeah. it. Are your parents? Are your parents? My still dad alive? passed in 2019, but my mom is still alive. So I guess I need to call my mom. You need to call. You need to call. You need to call your mom. 
<laughs> Mom, turn on Bob Ross. I'm coming home. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You know, I mean, the thing about this new album, Love in the Void, is, you know, I I, I know that a lot of our titles deal with impermanence and, and sometimes, you know, the appreciation of life because it's, it, you know, the only constant, the only absolute is change, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, just no, how many times would you want to just freeze a moment and stay there longer than you were able mm-hmm. allowed to, you know? Um, I think a lot of our music gives you that nostalgia, you know, that kind of sense of, of, of longing. Um, but with this new album, you know, we took a risk because we we've just done mainly like the last four records we've done have been pretty ambient, you know, um, and pretty beatless for the mm-hmm. most part. But this one, we just really, you know, we've really never gotten bored playing guitars, mm-hmm. you know, um, we just really wanted to get back to, I mean, our guitars still don't sound like guitars on a certain level, but we wanted things to sound more like a guitar, um, and, and to work with other human beings. And, and the thing I'll say about the title is that, you know, when you hear something like love in the void, you think of the word void and you think like, oh, you know, it's like existential, you know, oh, you know, whatever. But um, the truth is, is that like the void to me of being in the pandemic and being kind of separated from people revealed how much I need other people. And if I had not been allowed to experience that kind of of void or separation, like I'm talking about with silence, like getting mm-hmm. away from what I consider to be normal and mundane. You know, it's as if I come back and I have a deeper appreciation for it and it's no longer mundane. It's like it's like this this beauty, this beauty that can be found in 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 the normal things. You know, if, if, if I'm awake to it, if I'm aware of it, um, it, it, it's and so I hope that, that that our music, like the love and the void title is is this thing of like it's a noun and a mm-hmm. verb, you know, you find you find love in that void the void can be the thing that opens you up to want to find it and then you turn around and you try to help other people to have a life that's less you know of of a void or or something that feels like a void you know a lot of people are walking around you know um they feel trapped they feel stuck you know um i'm i'm prone to cynicism for sure you know um but the cynicism can rob me of me getting out of me enough to be able to help other people. And, and I would say that, that um, the music can be a reminder to do that. You know, um, it's kind of like a fuel station where you go and you, you refuel and you listen and you get this kind of, ah, you know, and then you can go out and um, stop bitching so much and start taking care of the things that you're bitching about. Yeah. You know, um, that that's that's the deal. Like the love in the void is there is love in the void, but in some ways you got to create. Yeah, get right? in there and flip that's it outwards. It. Yeah, yeah, and mm-hmm. we have to do it right. And so that means I've got to face my own void, and then I have to go out and I have to you know when I've done that, help others who are dealing mm-hmm. with it. You know, um, we just don't know what's going on underneath all this skin. You know, people got stuff that they're dealing with and. I try to remember that, you know, um, and, and, and we're talking about just, you know, kind of uh, the meaning of this record and, and my silent retreats and all that. But like the truth is, is that when I went on that first silent retreat, um, I was like alcoholic and um, struggled. 
wanted to not drink for like, you know, 14 days before I went. And then it was 10 days. Then it was seven days. Okay. Then it's two days. All right. So I'll clean out 48 hours before I go. And the day of I show up at the airport with shakes, you know, and I'm just like, Oh God, what am I doing? I don't need to be doing this. And, um, and, but it was in facing myself in the silence that I realized the life I didn't want to live and the life I did want to live. And, you know, I had this kind of altered state happen, mm -hmm. you know, I've had plenty of altered states, <laughs> you know? but the ones that transform me, you know, as Ram Dass says, altered states always need to lead to altered traits or else, you know, you're just kind of like living in a kind of make-believe. And so this experience I had on this silent retreat, um, even though I wanted to not drink when I got back, I did. But having done that, falling back into the void, that void was the one that thing that revealed to me that I need help. And so I went and, you know, did outpatient program and, and, you know, been sober since June 17th, 2014. And, and it's been terrifying and wonderful and beautiful and all of that, you know? Um, but that's why I think I feel so strongly about love in the void because man, if people hadn't shown me the love I needed when I was in my void, you know, like I just hated myself. And, and, and it was them doing that for me um, that that allowed me to come out of the void. And then I'm just a guy who's trying to pay it forward. And, and through music, through, you know, how, how I live my life and all of those things, I, I live my life a, a lot less for me than I used to. Um, but, man, I suck still, you know, because <laughs> I can be a very self-absorbed artist, yeah. you know, but but. Um, but it it truly is for me that that meaning of love in the void is is tied up in a personal story, but it's also tied up in a pandemic societal kind of story. That's a beautiful, I mean, a beautiful way of putting it. And in going through something like I've been sober since two thousand seven, and and uh, I understand a lot of of what you're saying. And and tying that to this I, I, I want to listen to the record after this chat again just to to sit with it with that information um and kind of put it through that lens because uh it, you know getting into that void and turning that void inside out can have it's just like um <clears throat> i'm trying to think of the right analogy here but like you take what you're afraid of you face it head on you conquer it and then you sh you flip that script and shoot it out positively to everyone else to show them hey i'm not afraid of this anymore you don't need to be afraid of this anymore help them face their fears help them face their void like you're talking about there's a lot there in that title there really is and yeah. and, and it makes a lot of sense but at the same time too going through that time with with alcoholism and 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 you know beating yourself down you know making making this music like you're helping people at the same time, even in your darkest spots, you're still yes, saving absolutely. lives. Maybe didn't realize it at the time because things are cloudy, but still doing what's right for everyone else, like giving a gift to everyone else, which you're still doing now with a clear head and, 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 and a new, uh, a renewed spirit. Like it's, it's a beautiful story, a beautiful thing. And, 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 you know, before I got sober, I mean, you know, I mean, it's, it, it took a while to get into the deep part of the mm -hmm. void, but, 
the stories that we get from people, man. Just like, I mean, my dad li died listening to your music. Uh, he wanted it to be the last sound he heard, you know? Beautiful. The first sound our kids heard were this. I wanted it to be the first sounds. I wanted them to know that when they're coming into this world, there's beauty yeah. in it, right? And 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 people who have struggled with with you know mm -hmm. addiction. Um, uh, I mean, it is astounding how much our music has played a part in some real serious like before and after moments in other people's mm -hmm. lives. Mm -hmm. You know, um, it's just it's a beautiful thing because like we're just kind of companions, you yeah. know, our music just kind of companions with them and, and uh, they take it with us. And, you know, and, and the other thing I'd say about falling so deep into the void is that like, you know, unfortunately I fell that far, but fortunately I am now uniquely qualified to help others who are mm -hmm. in the same spot, mm -hmm. you know, and if I hadn't gotten there, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be able to, you know, be someone that, that like when you tell me what you're struggling with, and I'm sitting across from another alcoholic mm -hmm. or a drug addict. I'm like, man, I know exactly what you're yeah. saying. Like, I, there's no guesswork. I know it, you know. Um, and that's a beautiful thing that, that uh, you know, I'm getting cheesy, but that's a beautiful thing that all that kind of uh, failings, void or whatever can, can actually get used for something yeah. good. Yeah, it's it's... I don't want to say this the wrong way here. It's just the way I think in my mind, but it's, it's kind of interesting how the stories of going into the void as we'll call it in this conversation, but also going to rock bottom, right? The things that take us to rock bottom yeah. addiction wise uh, are, we think our stories are very unique that way, but they're not. <laughs> it's what no. we do afterwards. That's unique. That's why you can That's right. you can you can be in recovery and and you can know you can tell like when you're talking to someone someone else that's gone through the program or or someone else that that has had those struggles like a sixth sense because it and the story you can almost say they're finished their sentences with them it's what mm -hmm. happens after that and before that that's right. started happening that's unique yeah. and that's yeah. what makes us all beautifully unique but the downside yeah is very much the same such yeah. a strange thing there's a beautiful there's a there's a beautiful uniqueness and then there's what we call terminal mm -hmm. uniqueness you know which is that if i think i'm different from everybody then i won't ever ask for help mm -hmm. i'll think that uh my problems are different and, mm -hmm. da, 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 and that will keep us separate you know that will keep us separated from 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 the very people that could yeah. help us you know but if i realize that like look my suffering and and struggles are not mm -hmm. unique but, you know, I am just me, yeah. right? So in a sense, I am unique. But, but if I really want to find out what my true uniqueness is, get clean. Yep. It's over. Absolutely. You know, lights on, man. Lights yep. on, <laughs> you know. And I say this with, with, with hesitation and humility because, man, this is something that I got to guard mm -hmm. every day. I only, when I go to bed at night, I ended one more day. Mm -hmm. Check. Good. You know, tomorrow morning I'll wake up that's and try all you it again can do as well. That's all you can do is speak for that's right. today. And that's, that's right. all we truly have right. is today. Who knows what's going to happen after it's, this. But right. I'm enjoying that's this right. as we're doing it right now, as it should be. Like it's And people aren't hearing yeah. it yet. But when they yeah. do, they're going to be on their day trying to get through their day and hearing these words. And, yeah. and uh, I don't take that lightly at all. 
and um you know yeah. hopefully these words help somebody that's struggling yeah you know um what you're creating is beautiful that's why that's the, like the last song on the rock record is called the end is the mm-hmm. beginning and that's what this that's the whole thing the end was my mm-hmm. beginning you know and and um i just think that there's a real beauty in paradox absolutely absolutely man mark are you guys coming through are you guys going to come through the northwest I, you know, no, I mean, I don't know what we're going to do right now. We're only talking about doing, we're trying, <sighs> hesitate to say all this, but we're trying to do one big gigantic show okay. event that we want to plan like eight months out and just really make like it a destination, like a gathering. Yeah. Yeah. Like a destination and a gathering. We had a guy that started booking fish, the band mm-hmm. fish. He was the ones who found them and booked them. And then there was only like seven yeah. people there and his name was Chip. And, and but he passed away. He discovered Hammock because he was going to Germany to get treatment for his cancers and for his cancer. And and, and his girlfriend said you, he was all anxious. She goes, well, you need to get your hammock on. So he listened to Hammock while he was going on through his treatments and he contacted Johnny. And he was like, look, you're nothing like fish, but you mm-hmm. are because you could attract like like there's a magnetic pull for certain mm-hmm. people that are really going to be drawn to what you do and these things that you your shows could be events you know and 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 unfortunately he passed away we were planning this thing in new york city and you know all this happened so we're that's always stuck with us so we're really thinking about trying to do something like that and test mm-hmm. the waters and see how it goes so that's kind of okay. where we are right i'm now. gonna prepare to fly then because <laughs> I I'm serious like I I I need to see it live and um and be in that moment and and uh I will absolutely do that if that's what it takes I will absolutely do that um so what cool. I will um I do I really appreciate this chat man this has been awesome and uh I think people Me are going to really enjoy this and and I do want to want so I did I don't I don't do like research for these episodes like I don't I hate that kind of stuff where you have like a whole list of questions and things I hate it I don't have anything like that I never I I haven't for years uh, which also makes it interesting for me because who knows where it's gonna go and it could fail it could yeah, bomb it yeah. could be great um, yeah but I did watch after I discovered the band I did watch there's like a featurette you did. Where you go home to like the house you grew up in or whatever that in the south. Oh yeah. Spud yeah. nuts. Yeah. My mom and grandma made those at Christmas time. They had made really? them with instant mashed potatoes. Yes. It's, there are potatoes are in it. That you can use mashed potatoes. Yes. Whatever. And the in the feature, no, I, I remember you said you didn't know, so I wasn't sure if you looked it up. But yes, there is potatoes as you Yeah, know. it's but it's it's it, I've since learned it's in so it's weird. an institution in my home in, yeah, in my hometown it's been around I think since like the 50s yeah. or something. Yeah. You know, and, and um but yeah. Delicious. Spudnuts. And I like that my friend Travis said he sounds like an 80s sidekick. That's like the Spudnuts. name of, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the post rock Bob Ross's name would be Spudnut. We'll just we'll put yeah. it there. Wow, I, exactly. Yeah. Oh, there Spudnut. you go. So we have a name for him. Uh, you know, I, that's amazing that you watched that because that's really yeah. old. Um, but it was cool. It's like, yeah, just cruising around yeah. your town, just yeah. telling stories. Some of them were very sad, but uh, yeah. But once I saw it spud nut, I was like, man, I haven't had one of those in years. But my mom and grandma used to make them at Christmas <laughs> time uh, on the stove in in fire Crazy. oil. Like I, there I, you go. I 
I get them every time I go home for Christmas. I don't. My 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 stepmom goes out and picks them up and has them waiting on us when we wake up in the morning. So I eat them yeah. once a year. That's awesome, man. That connection. That's yeah. one of those little connections from the south to the north, That's up in Alaska the, to to uh, Arkansas. There, like. Yeah. Okay, so you're the only person outside of my hometown that I've ever known that knew what a spud nut Dude, was. Dude, this was in Alaska. We were making these. Like the, the other crazy. side of the country, like way far. I mean, can't get much further. Did you grow yeah, up I in did. Alaska? Yeah. Oh, man. We all wow. did. All, the whole band did. Like, uh, um, Yeah. Met in middle school and rest was history. Um, so so you, you grew up around nature. Oh, yeah. And, nature and yeah. things that oh, could yeah. kill you. Weather that could kill you. Yes, exactly. It gives you a very you true um, appreciation for your place in the world. And no, you're not bigger mm -hmm. than anything because you could easily be taken hey, out anytime. Exactly. And and I'll tell you just real quick, it's okay to be afraid of the universe. The song on our new record, the title, um, it's okay to be afraid mm -hmm. of the universe. It came because we were ta having some talk about, you know, the beauty of nature and da, 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 da. And I, and I was saying, yeah, but you know, uh, there's some scary stuff out there. And, and this guy, that the younger dude, he had, I guess he had just toked up. It's kind of like he, he like was in a bad mood. So about three o'clock in the afternoon, you know, and, and then you knew mm -hmm. what happened. And so he would, he would look, he looked down at his feet and he's like, it's okay. Be afraid of the universe. And I said, wait, what did you say? He goes, what? I said, what did you say? He goes, what do you mean? I said, <laughs> you just said, it's okay to be afraid of the universe. Is that like something you've, is that something that you're, you've read or what? not? No, man, I just come sometimes say stuff. I said, well, it's going to be the title of one of our songs now. And the point is, is that, man, I love nature. I love that feeling of ooey gooey oneness and everything. But it's a reason to be afraid of yep. it, too. <laughs> yep. It's, you know, you nature wants to kill exactly. you. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. There's no it's it's a horrible, awful place. And it's a beautiful place at the same. And that's what makes exactly. it. Exactly. Is if you're right. here long enough to survive it for at least a little while, you get to experience its its massive beauty. Um, yeah, man, Mark, this yeah. has been awesome, dude. I I really appreciate this time. I appreciate the reschedule, uh, man. Uh, shout out to Johnny, like for setting this all up. Uh, I'll send him my information uh, if you want to keep in touch. I'd 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 love that. Absolutely. Um, I'll email it to him right when we're done. But um. Thank you so That'd much great. for just the amazing music um, and the great conversation. And, and uh, man, this has been this has been great. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me, man. I've just really, really enjoyed Absolutely. it. Absolutely, pleasure's all mine, my friend. Yeah. Well, have a good rest of your evening. And uh, like I said, I'll send my info over to Johnny, and and uh, we'll keep in touch. And I'll hop on a plane if I have to. But uh, I'm going to hear okay. it live, my friend. And, and hey, you get we'll home do. safe. <laughs> 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 thank you brother uh, we'll uh we'll talk soon all right man all right okay, man. bye see ya bye all right guys i hope you enjoyed that conversation with mark bird from hammock what an incredible dude with an incredible story uh the recovery side the uh spiritual side the creative side the dude is a genius with music and in, in a lot of ways and i really am just overwhelmingly excited uh that this happened um, i really really like this band so if you have not heard Hammock, please go give them a listen. Follow them on Spotify, wherever you stream music. Listen to Love in the Void. That ending of Love in the Void, the actual song Love in the Void, is just incredible amount of layers. That And everything's so crisp and clear like we talked about in the episode. It's just something 
something different about this band and they're just really really great so i hope you guys enjoyed this episode i hope you guys are doing well out there i hope you guys are having a a great weekend um i just really hope everyone's doing well it's been a crazy week it's been a crazy month so i'm really uh you know pushing for some positivity and uh some some rest and relaxation and being able to recover from things because it's just uh, life can get out of control sometimes and and i just appreciate all the time you guys spend here with me doing this so uh, thank you so much for that um yeah i'm gonna get out of here we got a lot left to do this week um we got a lot more episodes to do and uh yeah we'll keep bringing it to you guys as long as you're listening but definitely give us a rating and a review if this is your first time uh let us know if you enjoyed the show and as always guys we'll see you on the radio Hey, this is Chris Swinney, formerly of the Ataris and currently host of That One Time on Tour, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Have you ever wondered what it's really like on the road? The highs can be euphoric, but the lows can be crushing. Join me every week as I chat with industry pros about what it's like living out their wildest dream and in some cases, their worst nightmare. Past guests of the show include members of NoFX, Pennywise, Bad Religion, and more. Listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com.